Hello, hello, hello. What's up, y'all? I'm so happy to have you be tuning back into the Mark 950 podcast. It has been a while. If you are a new listener, welcome to this podcast. If you are a consistent one, you probably might have noticed that I wasn't able to upload episodes for about two months. I mean, I know I've only also been uploading once a month, uh, but my point is I have been gone for quite some time, but I'm happy to be back. Yeah. And um, some of you also might have known that um, I was actually going through quite a transition, like quite a big transition in my life. And what can I say about it? Boy, was it crazy (laughs) crazy big crazy challenging it was like an adventure but at the same time you know it was like really ultimately good and ultimately comforting fulfilling and yeah I'm just happy to be where I am right now um there were so many things that I had learned um you know during the entire process and I believe most of them was what God wanted me to learn as well, you know, to grow me, to mold me, not to simply just have me go through yet another phase in my life, nor to just get me to the next chapter. He wanted to reveal some things to me and, you know, you know, to also reveal things that were already in me. And um, um, in the past months, he was teaching me how to listen to his voice better, how to handle my emotions better, and man, he he was um, he he tested a great deal of my patience too. And this is probably um, for another podcast episode to like tell, but um, I just want to say that going through a transition at the age of twenty four wasn't as easy as I thought it would be but you know one thing I realized guys I realized that life never actually gets easier (laughs) it gets harder and harder as you go and um, that's all the more reason why we need God on our side all the time because it's just impossible to make it through life without him yeah (laughs) and (laughs) You know, just like what Ate Nikki said in one of our um, previous episodes, there's there's this God-shaped void that only Jesus can fill. So there's always this deep longing in every person's heart, whether they realize it or not, that only God can satisfy it. And we, we need God in our lives, yeah? And um, yeah, um, it's been a great time so far here in the united states and uh yeah i missed you guys i i missed um uh doing podcasts <laughs> I, I i love and i miss i miss uh, talking about jesus to you guys and yeah i'm just happy to be able to do that again um uh today starting today and uh, i'm gonna try to upload more so pray for me (laughs) yeah uh but anyway um let's get on with it let's get on with um with our um episode today today is going to be like a bible study for us so um if you have your bibles with you you can take them out and um open them uh to 
our episode's key, key scripture for today. And it's, why am I getting so excited? I am getting so excited right now. If you guys haven't noted that, noticed that, I am getting very excited. But yeah, as I was saying, <laughs> our key scripture for today is Luke 19 verses 1 to 10. And today, we are going to study the life of a wealthy chief tax collector named Zacchaeus. If you haven't read or um, if you're not really familiar with this with this story before, then you can just uh, read as we go along, yeah? So, again, so our star of, um, of the day, Zacchaeus, like I mentioned earlier, was a supervisor of tax collectors during the time of Jesus. Now, during that period, tax collectors were hated so much by the Jews. You see, one because they worked for the oppressive Roman system, and two, because they were getting rich by forcing the public, probably through intimidation or manipulation, to pay far more than what is required. And what's worse than that is if you try to fight back across a tax collector, you would be turned over to the Romans, who were, again, oppressive towards the Jews. Yeah, so if we have to think of any modern-day parallels, they could be the corrupt government officials or your class treasurer who used all of your section sinking fund for some personal reason to benefit himself. You know, they could be, you know, anyone who has cheated, lied, or taken advantage of you. Which leads us to the conclusion that they could also be us, you know, you and me. Tax collectors were sinners, just like we are. So, going back to Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus's name means righteous one. But obviously, this man wasn't living up to his name. Him being a chief or a supervisor meant that he presided over or led other tax collectors. He was the one who received their collections and transmitted them to the Roman government. So he basically had like a, a high rank and, you know, that's what made him very, very rich as well. So, yeah, the more money he collected, the more money he enjoyed. But, yeah, what's the twist in the story here, Kai? Like, what's so good about this passage that you're telling, you're telling us all about, about it right now? It's this, though Zacchaeus was hated by so many people, he was so loved by Jesus. There are three lessons I want to highlight in this story. Point number one, or lesson number one, childlike faith. So if you read there in Luke 19 verses 3 to 4, it says there, there were so many others who wanted to see Jesus too. But Zacchaeus was too short to see above the people. So he ran to a place where he knew Jesus would come. Then he climbed a sycamore tree so he could see him. Highlight on the words short, ran, and climb. Certainly the fact that Zacchaeus being the wealthy government official guy made it so unlikely for him to be going up and running on a tree. But 
because he was very curious about Jesus, at that moment, he didn't care about anything else anymore other than wanting to see who this Jesus is. Why are all these people all up on him? What am I missing out on? He was curious, like how most children are. Like children run around and climb up on things all the time. And it's sometimes even so hard to catch them or make them stop. Zacchaeus, at that moment, was unstoppable. He didn't let his height, he didn't let that hinder him from reaching his goal. He did whatever it takes to see Jesus. He could have just paid somebody to take Jesus from the crowd, yeah, and, and bring him over to his office or something, but, but no, he sought Jesus out himself. See, um, we shouldn't be depending solely on others when it comes to our faith. Yes, serving the Lord with others is very important. We are not meant to be lone rangers. But our relationship with Jesus has to be personal. We don't only go to church on Sundays and hear God's word once a week. We, we do it every day. Faith comes by hearing. Yeah, a, a daily personal quiet time with God is essential. It really is a matter of the heart. Zacchaeus had a heart to see Jesus. You know, it, it's almost like how a six-year-old would want to see Mickey Mouse or Santa Claus and gets all excited about it. Though, of course, Jesus was a way better public figure than those guys. And Jesus is real. Yeah? In the previous chapter, Luke 18, verse 17, Jesus said, Whoever shall not receive the kingdom of God like a little child shall in no way enter therein. If we are prideful and see ourselves bigger or better or more important than others, it's hard for us to trust in Jesus. It's hard, it's hard for us to see God work in our lives if we always have our eyes only on ourselves. Zacchaeus might have been short of stature. He was hated by people, but he didn't look at himself. He just, he just didn't care about what people would think about him anymore. You know, He just really wanted to see Jesus. He was humble enough to really just almost make a fool of himself by climbing up a tree, I would say. <laughs> you know, and, and in, in this world right now, some people might be taller or are bigger than we are, or smarter, or I don't know, like more successful, or I don't know, whatever, whoever you compare yourself to. But you know what? Everybody, as Romans 3.23 says, for all have sinned. And have fallen short of the glory of God. We are all lost sinners. And only in Jesus Christ can we be found. Leads us to point number two. The God who seeks. Luke 19 verse 10 says, For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. Zacchaeus thought it was him seeking Jesus. Little did he know, Jesus was already looking for him too. In verse 5, Jesus finds Zacchaeus on the tree and says, Zacchaeus, hurry, come down. I must stay at your house today. I mean, if that's not like Jesus knocking onto our own hearts, telling us that he wants to stay in them, then I don't know what is. It really is him 
who chooses us. You know, he is the one, he is the one who does something in us that makes us want to seek him. By our sinful nature, guys, us being lost sinners, we don't seek God by default. By nature, we're not even aware that we need Jesus. Yeah? When Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, what did they do? Remember that story? In the beginning, you know, during the fall? When Adam and Eve sinned, what did they do? They hid from God. They hid from God, and it was God who looked for them. Although, of course, he already knew where they were. But he still asked them, like, guys, where are you? We can read and learn from the Bible that it is God who always takes initiative. As the Israelites go through various cycles of sin and repentance, God took the initiative to send leaders, prophets to prophets, to let them know what to do, what not to do, how to obey him, and how to get back to him. If you've read the Old Testament, you know it's crazy what went there. I mean, it's just crazy how and how the world and how the world is right now is is not so different from how the Israelites were before. You know, yeah, God continues to seek lost sinners, lost souls through the Holy Spirit. He continues to take the initiative, you know? As what Jesus said during his final supper with his disciples, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide. My friends, you are not listening to this podcast by accident. God brought you here. And he's knocking at your door right now, doing something in your heart. Now, the question is, how are, how are you going to respond? For Zacchaeus, it was, it was probably unexpected how his day was going to end. But that day, he accepted Jesus Christ. And it ended with a joyful fellowship with the Savior. You know, for salvation has come to his house because he was chosen to a lost sinner chosen Zacchaeus having received Jesus had a renewed heart his grip on material things loosened he started to realize that what he was doing all along was wrong and he became willing to help the poor and return all the money he stole four times more. We can never gain salvation through good works. I repeat that. We can never gain or attain salvation through good works. But after we are saved, justified, sanctification takes place. What's that? Sanctification is a process of changing from the inside out and God equips us through his Holy Spirit to be able to do the good things he planned for us long ago we are his masterpiece point number three critics hmm Luke 19 verse 7 says when people saw Jesus visiting Zacchaeus's house they started to complain and said 
Look at the man Jesus is staying with. Zacchaeus is a sinner. Isn't this still how the world is in this day and age? Like, we most often than not try to always decide who's in and who's out. Jesus, during his time, was very much loving and accepting of, of super flawed people. As a matter of fact, Zacchaeus wasn't the only tax collector Jesus made friends with. Matthew, Matthew, known as, as Levi, who wrote the Gospel of Matthew, was an ex-tax collector too, and he was one of the 12 disciples. He was one of the chosen. If you haven't watched that series yet, you gotta start watching it. Like, it really is like super good especially if you've already like read and encountered the gospels um you somehow can see your imagination you know come to life and um yeah it's like you were also there during the time of jesus and uh, it's really nice and no kidding like i think i cried every episode too <laughs> anyway you see Jesus often got criticized because of the people he chose to hang out with. But how did Jesus respond to that? He said, it is the sick people who need a doctor, not those who are healthy. I did not come to invite good people. I came to invite sinners. Those critics... They didn't know that they also needed to be saved. You know, we too can be so tempted to look down on others, but we are all the same. We are all sinners. So, brother, sister, drop that stone. You're not qualified to throw it. That's why Jesus has given us his two greatest commandments, right? It's you know, it's, again, one, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. When we really think about it, we actually already love ourselves enough. Sometimes even too much. <laughs> I mean, don't we... You know, don't we all tend to focus merely on our problems and our best interests? It is only in loving other people and regarding them more important than ourselves can we make a difference in this world and help advance God's kingdom. Amen? Amen. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Friends, um, Jesus is still seeking the lost and, and yearning to save them. So if you haven't accepted Jesus in your life yet as both your Savior and Lord, or if you haven't responded to that call or has not opened that door for him yet, he wants to make your heart his home today. He loves you so much more than you know. Like Zacchaeus, you can, you can come as you are. So if you'd like to allow him to do that, you can pray this with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I acknowledge that I am a sinner. For too long, I have been ignoring your call, but now I'm here. 
ready to open the door for you to come into my heart and my life, to be my Lord and Savior. I believe your words are true, that you came down on earth to die for my sins, that you rose again from the dead on the third day. I receive your gift of salvation today, Jesus. From now on, help me how to live and love for you. In your precious name, Jesus, I pray. Amen. Praise God. <laughs> Thank you, guys. That's that's it. That's um, it's pretty short. Uh, yeah, but there are a lot of things um, that we could you know, take away from, uh, from that lesson that we have today. Um, yeah. Thank you guys for listening to this podcast episode. Your girl here again is going to try to upload more from now on. So, uh, make sure you keep tuning in guys and also get connected with us. Don't, don't feel shy. You can, um, you can follow the Mark 950 social media accounts. You can message us anytime, uh, um, in, in both Instagram and Facebook. Uh, send us your prayer requests. Um, tell us about your praise reports. And um, yeah, I, I, I pray and I hope that you will have a, a blessed rest of the day wherever you are in the world. Um, yeah, uh, declaring and claiming God's favor to be upon you today and every day of your life. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray this. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys. Peace. <laughs>